Welcome to episode 32 of the Never Ending Glory Podcast. I am your host, Luke Grilly. I'm here, as always, with Jerry Burris. What's up? We're talking week six NFL. We're doing our pick here with the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Z. Sean, Jerry, how are we feeling tonight? Good. It was a long weekend. Um, looking to get into what's going to happen in the NFL this week, and more importantly, with the Tribe on uh, Friday. Um, got to rub it. Got to rub it in already. This no, no. Episode's been twenty seconds long. Already rubbing in that my Red Sox got swept. That's cool. Well, Real cool. Actually, it. he didn't say anything. I you guess. just added that, but it was he was alluding to it. He was alluding to it. Okay, the Red Sox did, get that, did, did get their the ass beat. So we'll take that. Uh, thoughts and prayers to David Ortiz's career. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is week six of the NFL season. And, of course, every week we do our pick em episode, and this is that. So, unfortunately, Mark could not make it. He had some uh, some Yahtzee to play or something like that with the, the future in-laws. Um, but Luke, Jerry, and Sean <laughs> are <take>. here. <laughs> Luke, Jerry, and Sean are here to give you our picks. And let's recap on how we did last week after a pretty brutal week five. I came back and uh, finished at nine and five with a season total record of thirty-four and twenty-seven. Jerry took the lead, season record thirty-eight twenty-three. That's right. Five. He went ten and four. So finally, Jerry's good at something when it comes to football. Uh, Sean, rough, rough week. Uh, was batting five hundred, went seven for seven. Now season total thirty-five and twenty-six. He's coming in third. I'm one game behind him. And then finally, Mark in second place right now went nine and five last week. And has a 37 and 24 record overall throughout the year. So, gentlemen, let's dive right into it. Let's start talking week six. Again, going over these matchups, we have plenty of uh, turd nugget supreme options for this for this week, and uh, we'll get to those. But first off, Thursday night football, a game I'm kind of excited to watch, and not that I think it's going to be uh, a well played game by any means because that's Thursday night football for you. They all suck. But Denver at San Diego. At least we're going to see some sort of offense between these two teams. Trevor Simeon's back under center for the Broncos. Um, I'm taking Denver on the road just because San Diego really isn't that good, and, and Simeon is a pretty solid quarterback, um, and I just think that Denver is going to control the ball throughout the game. Jerry, who do you like in this game? I'm taking Denver as well. I mean, I'm going to miss the Paxton Lynch mustache experiment from last week, <laughs> but I just think San Diego's too banged up, um, too many key guys out. Yep. Sean? Can I talk now? Am I allowed to talk finally? Take a hint. <laughs> Paxton, Lynch, Paxton Lynch sucks. Picking up a theme from last week's podcast. He sucks. And what's he coming from, Jerry? He's coming from a spread offense at Memphis. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis, Matt. I'm taking the Broncos, Northwestern's finest, Trevor Simeon. Get them back the spread on the offense side. in college. Ooh. He threw it, though. He didn't run. He never <laughs> Paxton Lynch can't run. He can't throw either. <laughs> <laughs> so this makes uh, an even an even sweep for Denver because Mark did pick Denver as well. Uh, the Never Ending Glory podcast is liking Denver in this game. Next game, San Francisco at Buffalo. Buffalo is surprising a lot of teams or a lot of people this year. Currently at 3-2 and two, uh, after yet another win this past week against the Rams in L.A. So this time they are hosting the 49ers who will be starting Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. Um, insert kneeling joke here. Uh, I'm not going to go there. But Mark, pick Buffalo. Sean, who do you like? I'm taking the Bills as well. I actually think what happened with the Bills is they kind of didn't have to force it to Sammy Watkins because he's not there anymore, and they centralized it around LaShawn McCoy and Tyrod Taylor and just let him kind of do his thing, and they've been a lot more efficient offensively. The defense has not been on the field as much, so can't get exposed, and I don't see him getting exposed this weekend. For as much as Colin Kaepernick will make the news, let's not forget, guess what, fellas? 
he sucked last year. <laughs> he did suck last year, and uh, I don't have a ton of faith in him being great this this week or even for the rest of the year. But I, I'm going to say that San Francisco pulls the upset here. Uh, sometimes bringing in a new quarterback kind of shoots some life into a, a team. Uh, listen, I know San Francisco sucks. I've watched way too much San Francisco football this year. But I'm going to go ahead and say San, uh, the 49ers upset Buffalo on the road. Jerry, who do you like? Much to the chagrin of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, I'm going to take Buffalo here. Um, Wait, no, that's no, no, no. Just... I'm sorry. I'm not. Let's let's. That's Ooh. a good joke. Well, I'll keep wrote. it in. No, oh, we're that's... keeping that one. God. If you're going to keep my voice, I wrote correct, that you're one. That one. I actually wrote that one down. That's <laughs> yeah. The worst you, part. You're you're pro Bader Ginsburg. You and the 92 year old. Me and this me is and why Ruth. we don't talk politics. Never any glory podcast. Well, it was we a political joke. It wasn't about politics. Well, but... technically, the Supreme Court's supposed to be not political. Yeah, but she clearly oh. is a Buffalo fan this week, and I'm going right, to back so. her. We're going to go Buffalo here. Okay, there we go. After a long, drawn-out explanation, you're taking Buffalo. Thank you. I get booed uh, next stage. game, it, NFC East Showdown, Philadelphia at Washington. Philadelphia and Carson Wentz just suffered their first loss of the season. Maybe you heard that Carson Wentz threw an interception. I think the Cinderella story is over, and you might see some, not regression, but uh, Carson Wentz struggle here for the next few weeks as teams finally get some tape on him and maybe start figuring him out. I like Washington at home. Jerry, who do you like? I'm taking Philly. Uh, I still think Carson Wentz is, is going to be okay. I think Philadelphia's defense is, is doing a really good job and can shut down Washington, even in Washington this week. So I'm taking the Eagles. Sean? Lightning may strike me down, but i got to agree with Jerry. I think it's a de- <laughs> I like the defense of Philadelphia more than Washington, and Washington's offense still isn't right. Um, just because they lit up Cleveland and I mean they still struggled against Baltimore. Jordan Reed may not play now that he's in concussion protocol. We saw how Cam went last week, as I aptly called. Oh, and I'm so going to take cool. the Eagles again. Okay. Yeah, uh, Jordan Reed, concussion-like symptoms today, uh, this being Wednesday. And knowing his history of past concussions, I think this is number five. You're right, Sean. I would not be shocked after seeing what they did with Cam Newton. I would not be shocked if Jordan Reed misses his first game of the season. And this really should come to absolutely no surprise to anybody else who follows football or knows what Jordan Reed's career looks like because that's what he does. He gets hurt. He gets concussed. He's a teaser. He's a teaser. Definitely. Definitely. Got all the athletic talent in the world. Finds a red zone. If he had him in fantasy last year, he probably won you you at least one championship. Um, But... He's he's gonna let uh, a lot of people down this year who drafted him in like the fourth round. Uh, Mark picked Washington as well, so uh, Mark and I have Washington. Jerry and Sean have Philly. We'll see how that turns out. Next gl- next game is probably the best bet for Turd Nugget Supreme, but Cleveland at Tennessee, uh, gents. I'll, I'll let you guys roll with this one. Sean, Jerry, uh, what do you think about Cleveland and Tennessee? I don't have much to say uh, with regards to some of the brownies. Um, I don't. I, the, we, Cut Whitehurst, so that's the highlight of the week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Betonio, Betonio, though, he's out for who, who knows how long. So, again, we've now kept our streak. Whenever we've had this podcast, I believe the last four weeks, we've had two different players make headlines for two different things. So, um, I, I would give it a, a, wholehearty, a wholehearty recommendation for the Turd Nugget Supreme. A little sour cream on top of it, sprinkle a little bit of chives. That's Turd Nugget Supreme. <laughs> 
Jerry, you were at the game this this past weekend, and uh, you got to see the Browns in person. So, what do you think about this week? Think they got a chance against Tennessee? Well, we our chance went out the door when Charlie Whitehurst walked out the building. That's for sure. <laughs> Chaz, he come back and fight his old team. <laughs> Clipboard God. Jesus. Clipboard Jesus had a beautiful ponytail going on Sunday, uh, but this is by far and away the Turd Nugget Supreme game of the week. Put a stamp on it. Uh, rolling with Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee across the board. Both Mark and I think that Tennessee is going to roll in this game. Um, I'm sorry that you guys live in Cleveland and have to cheer for this team. So, Next game. So, Luke, you got to watch the game. Did you have as much enjoyment as I think all collective Browns fans had when they showed Whitehurst and he couldn't find his helmet and he wasn't <laughs> sure if he was having to go in? And he looked like he had – because when he was a backup for the other teams, he rarely went in. But for us, he looked – genuinely concerned almost like he was trying not to find his <laughs> equipment well it was funny because I, I tweeted out that i couldn't believe that they were playing terrell Pryor over charlie whitehurst um after kessler got hurt and then i didn't realize that Pryor was only taking snaps because whitehurst couldn't find his helmet it's just like this team the circus continues with this team. that's I a mean, great tactic though if you're a browns backup <laughs> quarterback just don't bring your helmet out to the field what are they going to do say go in without a helmet that's and, really and, smart and what's the, What's the guy they brought up? Hogan from the practice squad. Kevin Hogan. Kevin who, uh, Hogan. This pod was University of Stan- Stanford on. University. Yeah. Where do you go, Sean? Stanford. He. I was okay. big into him. He was actually my fifth, sixth round sleeper. He got picked Ooh. by the uh, Chiefs. Got cut. We added him to the practice squad almost immediately. They liked him and Kessler. They had him in for multiple visits. So I don't want to touch. I don't want to talk too too much about the Browns, but but I mean, if if Hogan comes in at some point on Sunday against Tennessee, that'll be what the fifth quarterback of the season. Sixth uh, quarterback. Six. Six. Six quarterback. quarterback. No. So six. No, it's it's no, prior. Prior. Sixth. Yeah. It'll be the sixth prior, quarterback. Six, six weeks. Yeah. I mean. It's just the hits just keep on coming back. We were we we're all optimistic that they'd at least win a few games. But, fellas, we're going to see I the second. I actually, guys, we, we got to run the tape back. Right. I said we were going to win zero to one game. And you guys were like, no, we're going to win three or four. You guys are high. No, You're I said high. one. I said one. I said it was going to be high. the Eagles and then Check 15 the straight loot, uh, losses. So we're, we're seeing the second 0-16 team here in NFL history. And let's let's move on to the next game because this game will at least be interesting. Baltimore at New York, uh, rematch of the Super Bowl. What, Super Bowl back in 2001 or 2002, whatever that was. Um, Giants, tough loss against Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. Um, I'm going to go with Giants here. I just think that Baltimore, Steve Smith banged up. Uh, the secondary or the defense just for the Baltimore general isn't great still. Uh, the offense is very mediocre. I like the Giants here. Jeremy, uh, Jerry, who do you like? I'm going to go Baltimore. Um, I don't have a, a strong feel either way, but I'm going to say Baltimore because of a little bit more ball control. I think that the Giants try to throw it a little bit too much. They don't have a great running attack, and uh, I think they can. Orleans Darkwap begs to differ. <laughs> is that a real person? Uh, yeah. Oh my God! You're a fantasy joking. football player. Come on, Sean. Who do you, you got? Never this game? cease to amaze me. Every single week, you, you say something, and I'm a hundred percent sure you're serious. That's a running back, man. He has a That's podcast. A sleeper too. running back. <laughs> Sean, who I'm do you got in this the game? Giants? I'm going against Jerry. I was already against him because he picks after all of us, as I've 
alluded to off podcast. You know what, so I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking Odell. The only reason the Giants lose is because Ben McAdoo is a complete moron. But that's I'm not going to think this week. That's why I took Baltimore, and that's why when you're the lead dog, you know it's fresh up there in the in the rarefied air. You're looking at my ass the whole time, putting up the rear. Suck on it. Suck oh on it. God. Like it, it's unbelievable. I wish the I wish the you know, we just got rated R, by the way. We, we've talked about your past transgressions in fantasy football over the course of this podcast, Jerry. But like, I really wish that the fans here, especially the ones in Serbia and all the sex bots out there, could see like you're just overall record in fantasy football because you've never been good at anything. What does fantasy football, football have to do with real life football? I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in general, like you're you're just never good at anything when it comes to football, other than coaching. I'll give you that, but like. You know, we all know I would have started over you at tight end. In, oh, in my Lewis God. That's there. a three-hour conversation I'd love to have. <laughs> we, we did a PowerPoint on that, and I, I think Farkey proved it proved it out pretty clearly that uh, Jerry Burris still has a nod over uh, one Lucas Grilly. I think uh, it comes well, down to you either, you either swam or you didn't swim, and you swam. So you can't <laughs> be a good football player. Yeah, two, uh, two different muscle groups that really uh, – interact very differently i i would I would have definitely sunk if i was actually good at football i guess because uh the lack of muscle tone in high school just wasn't there for me i don't want to talk about your muscle tone in high school yeah okay? <laughs> check the <laughs> on carolina at new orleans <laughs> we're going next to carolina at new orleans cam newton's back new orleans defense sucks but hey they're playing at the home in the dome and we'll probably hear about how awesome their home field advantage is right nope uh this actually shockingly enough has uh, a lot of potential to be the turd nugget supreme concern. The Saints are one and three coming off the bye now, and the Panthers are one and four. The NFC South is absolutely terrible, as is the NFC in general. Um, but I think across the board, we all like Carolina here. Just with Cam Newton coming back and how poor that defense is in New Orleans. I see no way that Cam Newton doesn't put out five touchdowns. Do you guys want to so. care about this? I hope he does. Uh, yeah, my, I, I mean, Jonathan Stewart back. I, I I I see a shootout. New Orleans has scored a lot, um, but that defense is poo poo. <laughs> Very poo poo. Next game again could be Turn Nugget Supreme. Jacksonville at Chicago. That means we have Blake Bortles, the showdown against Brian Hoyer. Um, Hoyer's played well enough to potentially be the starter once Jay Keller comes back. I'm picking Chicago here. I'm going against the grain compared to what you guys are saying. Spoiler alert. Um, I just think that Hoyer. Gives him a chance to win, sadly enough, and and he might have found uh, a new weapon in that Cam guy they, they brought up who had a touchdown, 130 yards last week. Um, and just Jacksonville, just that team that they're the hot team in the offseason, and, and they suck. I think, Jerry, you had them winning, what, the AFC overall? Like, going to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, no, not the, not the Super Bowl, but I think I had them as the, uh, was the wild card? Or, they're in the playoffs. Division winner. Playoffs. You picked yeah. them to win the division. Win the division. But I, I'm going to roll with them this week. I still think anytime you're going against Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer you have an advantage, and uh, I think they get it done. Okay. Sean? Jacksonville. This game doesn't isn't worth any more breath or time on my part. <laughs> All right. Mark's going to Jacksonville as well, so we'll move on to the next game. L.A. at Detroit. Detroit pulled off that win last week against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And now the Rams are coming into Detroit. Sean, who do you got? This is my obligatory every two-week Jeff Fisher rant. Jeff Fisher kicked the field goal with six minutes to go with Case Keenum from the three-yard line when they <laughs> they were down seven. He kicks a field goal, so they still need to get another touchdown. And then they do get it back because their defense is strong and stout. 
They get it back and go for it on fourth from a fake punt on their own 30. Buffalo scores, game's over. This is what we're dealing with when we deal with Jeff Fisher. A level of mediocrity and neutrality to 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, the likes of maybe we've never, ever seen and we <laughs> never will see again. He's awful. He's got a really talented team. Defense is fantastic. They were missing a couple D linemen. I think they get one or two of them back. I'm taking the Rams, but it would not shock me if he gets to three and three after six weeks. So in typical NEG pod fashion, uh, we, we dog the team, we dog the coach. And then <laughs> Mark's not here. I had to pick up the slack for him. <laughs> I will say this. This Jeff Fisher rant is something that I went on at length on Sunday to, to the group chat for, for, for our fantasy football league. So this is a little bit of redundancy to them, but to our thousands and thousands of listeners across the world, they get the sex box. The little insight into our little text chat. <laughs> Mark has LA as well. Jerry, who do you have? Well, I'm going to say that the LA's defense is is much better than Detroit's offense, the front seven especially. But the main reason I picked Los Angeles is because I can't spell Detroit, and Sean <laughs> thinks that truly can't do it. Uh, I got nervous when I was going to type in Detroit, so I backed down this road LA, and uh, that Do really it. pisses Sean off because then if he wins, I win. So let's roll with that because he thinks so, he's a cheater. So- that's that's Burris's weekly. Um, I don't know how to justify taking the team, so I'm just going to pick a team, much like our wives and significant others pick NCAA teams based on their colors. So thank you for that, Burris. We look forward to that pick every Those week. Clearly, on the simplicity of the team's city <laughs> that they are housed in. <laughs> well, I'm going against the green. I'm going Detroit here. Let's go two in a row for Detroit. Uh, I, I just I have a feeling that it's either going to be a coin flip game by Vegas, or Detroit will be slightly favored. Uh, I just like Detroit winning this game. Listen, LA's offense is absolutely terrible outside Gurley. I can't stand to watch it anymore. I can't stand just seeing him at the three-yard line and not be given the ball, considering I'm so heavily invested in him in fantasy this year. I, I agree with that, Luke. It's, oh, it is God. an abomination. I have Gurley um, in another league. So I, I um, at least side with you in rant Thank there. You. Thank you very much. Next two games, I think, are pretty much one-sided, but we'll go over them real quick. Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami's god-awful. Ryan Tannehill sucks. Adam Gase doesn't know what the hell he's doing. The defense just isn't showing up. I'm taking Pittsburgh, and it's not going to be close. Gentlemen? I agree. Same. Uh, yeah. Nothing else to say. That Miami is just poo-poo. I just hope uh, old Jarvis Landry gets a couple targets and, and uh, maybe gets in for a touchdown because um, it's got 37-7 written all over it. We know Jay Ajayi ain't getting in against Pittsburgh. <laughs> Mark's got Pitt as well, so that is a clean sweep for Pitt across the NEG pod board. Uh, next game, Cincinnati, New England. This will be the first time New England goes against a pretty solid offense, so it'll be interesting to see if they can stop them. Obviously, Brady's first game back at home as well, so Gillette will be rocking. I'm going with New England here. It's just one of those games where Cincinnati is a solid team against everybody else, but you just know that Belichick's going to game plan the shit out of this one. And uh, Andy Dalton's going to look like uh, an absolute child in this game. So New England by a lot. Jerry? I agree. New England by at least two scores. Uh, I'm not betting against Tom Brady in his first home uh, game back. Sean? 31-10, maybe the late touchdown, 31-17. It's New England. With their double tights and and what they've got with their receivers, what they showed a little bit – 
the, the rest of the league better take notice. If if the tight ends stay healthy, they are a real problem offensively. I love seeing it. Even Chris Hogan got involved in the game this week uh, with that long touch or long catch that should have been a touchdown, but Brady slightly overthrew him. Um, yeah, that, that offense is humming right now. Um, Mark's getting New England as well, so we'll move on to the next game. AFC West battle, Kansas City at Oakland. So Kansas City right now two and two, Oakland four and one. Surprisingly, Oakland's three and zero on the road. One of the big knocks we had on Oakland when we talked our divisional winners is we didn't think that Oakland was ready to compete on the road. But hey, they proved us wrong. They're three and zero right now, and now they got Kansas City coming in, and Kansas City's fresh off a bye. Listen, it comes down to the quarterback play in my mind, and I just think Derek Carr is turning into a true, true, truly great. Or I'm sorry, not great, but good quarterback in the NFL. Uh, He's throwing to his weapons, Amari Cooper, and more often than not, Michael Crabtree in the red zone. Oakland's is a really tough team to stop right now. So I like them at home against the division rival, and I think they're going to take a stranglehold on the AFC West. Uh, actually, well, they'll be tied with Denver if my picks come to fruition. But, um, Jerry, who do you got in this game? I like Oakland at home. Um, I think this would be a little bit tighter game than, than expected, maybe come down to a, a special teams play at the end or you know under six points. So, But I'm going to roll with uh, the Raiders. Sean? I get Andy Reid off a of bye, and there's no way you guys realize that because Chiefs are three-point dogs. This sets up beautifully for them. Get a little bit healthier. Justin Houston practice this week. May play. Even if he plays third down, you know, specialist package rushing the passer, I like Kansas City, and I know that's exactly why Mark went with them as well. And you also got to remember, Jamal Charles should see some more snaps this week as well as he continues to come back from that torn ACL. Um, played some time in week four, but he should be ready to go week week six, coming off a bye. Uh, another team coming off a bye at home is Seattle. So Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett might be able to get healthy here. They're facing Atlanta, who's surprisingly one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Um, if this game were in Atlanta, I probably would pick the Falcons just because Seattle does not travel well. But being in Seattle, having that home field advantage, I think we're finally going to see this Atlanta offense be shut down a little bit. The The running back duo of Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, won't be able to run wild like they have throughout the first five weeks of the season. Uh, they'll Obviously, the Seahawks and Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, and the whole Legion of Boom will do their best to control Julio Jones and keep him from having another 300-yard game, obviously. Um, so I like Seattle in this game. Uh, Sean, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I like Seattle as well. Another team coming off a bye. Let Russell Wilson get a little bit healthier. I, I think the Atlanta win over Denver was a little tricky. You dealing with the rookie quarterback, not used to that environment, and Atlanta just pinned their ear back, ears back. I think Seattle is going to come with the game plan. This has a lot of uh, a punt game for Atlanta. To have to go to Denver and then Seattle back-to-back yeah. weeks, they were probably looking, if we get a split, we're tickled to death. They've already gotten that, essentially. I, I see this as another 37-10 type game. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So a bit of a – they're going to pour it on, huh? Okay. Uh, Jerry, who do you got? Uh, I'm taking Seattle in Seattle. I, I agree with you. If this game was down in Atlanta, it would be very interesting to see how Seattle travels down and, and reacts to playing there with the Falcons playing arguably the best ball in the past two weeks um, in the NFC. Statistically, definitely. Um, but I, I don't know in Seattle, that's a huge home field advantage. Uh, it's hard to bet against them there. Yep. So Mark's got Seattle as well. So another clean sweep here for the Seahawks, the never ending glory podcast. 
Next game, Dallas at Green Bay. So this is a really interesting one, guys, because Dallas is 4-1 and on top of the NFC East. And maybe you heard that Dak Prescott's a starting quarterback and Tony Romo will be back eventually. Uh, Green Bay, 3-1, and number two in the NFC North behind the Vikings, who are still undefeated, the only undefeated team left in the league. So this is a huge game. This could have huge playoff implications. Um, personally, even though the, the Packers' the offense really hasn't been the elite offense that we've come to know from Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, um, I just have a feeling they're going to do enough to get it done. And you're going to see guys like Devontae Adams and maybe even Richard Rodgers step up to find a way to score. The The Cowboys have a pretty solid secondary, but they do struggle against the third and fourth receiving options. So um, because of that, I like Green Bay to edge them out slightly. I just don't see a game where, where Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can keep up offensively with the Packers. Jerry? I'm going Green Bay because I think, like you said, this is a must-win for them for playoff implications in the North. Um, they can't allow themselves to beat down an extra game behind the Vikings. They're going to lose not only home field advantage, they might not make it. Um, right. So I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to take Green Bay in a must-win situation here. Sean, who do you like? Um, this is Green Bay. Uh, I would not be surprised if Dallas wins, but it'd be more because of Green Bay's continued incompetence they'll look great for a couple drives but then they will go three and out way too much for a premier quarterback and for a premier offense like Mm -hmm. everybody loves to tout so i think there's still some problems there if if tony romo was the quarterback i'd actually give dallas a better chance just because i think Dak doesn't have the ability in a playoff game or or a playoff type environment or against a playoff team to throw the ball downfield and what they did against the Bengals was just ground and pound and then make some safe throws for Dak. They're not going to be able to do that in some of these matchups with teams that can get up and down the field a little bit more. Um, that said, I, I, I like Green Bay, but closer than than what the line indicates. Yeah, and also, too, remember that, that Green Bay currently has one of the top run defenses in the league right now. So um, and we talked about this last night a little bit, that if, if the Cowboys are going to rely on on Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott to, to kind of you know run the game for him, obviously. Um, they need to lean on him for 130-plus yards from Zeke and you know maybe some running yards, 30, 40 running yards from, from um, Dak Prescott. And I just don't see that happening against a really, really stout Green Bay defense that has really just absolutely demolished any sort of running game they've played all season. Um, Adrian Peterson struggled against them when he was healthy. TJ Yeldon was solid but not spectacular. Um, Theo Riddick, Justin Forsett, Bobby Rainey. I mean, yeah, they're not great names, but they've been shut down. And uh, if right now Dallas relies on the run, that's not how they're going to win this game. So you guys are doing the uh, fantasy podcast at some point this week. If if you guys could tackle this question, are there three better running backs from a fantasy perspective, but just dynasty as well, than Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, and David Johnson? And if there are... You guys can hash that out, but I'll just throw a topic to you guys and let you tackle at some point this week. Thanks. That's a very hard-hitting topic. We will talk about that probably (laughs) next week because we recorded this week's episode last night. But, hey, that's besides the point. That's some radio magic for you right there. Uh, Next game, Indy at Houston. This is Sunday Night Football. Um, This could be the Tier Nugget Supreme game as well, but uh, with it being on Sunday Night Football, uh, hopefully the stars will come out. I got Indy here. 
I I don't feel confident about it whatsoever. But then again, Brock Osweiler is absolutely terrible. Jerry Burris loves him, so I'm going to let him talk about him real quick. Well, I can't I can't go with the Colts. <clears throat> it's it's a it's become almost hilarious in our in our group chat to look into at their games and talk about their offensive line play. It's it's impossible to root for them. It's impossible to say this is a qualified team. You know, you got to. Who called him a pill popping owner? Um, that was that was pretty spot on. I love that. I didn't yeah, think that was Mark. Sean. Yeah, that was or good. Mark. Good for you. That was great. But I think one of us has said it in, in the past six months. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I've, called him a, I've called him a drug uh, drug addict <laughs> and other things. Okay, but because of that, uh, it just lends me to think that Houston's going to win. Houston's got to got to win some ball games despite their quarterback play. He's still. Probably ranked 21st. He's dropped down in the Jerry Burris quarterback <laughs> rankings. Um, I had a spot start him in place of Cam Newton this week, and uh, we saw the results from that. But uh, I do think Houston wins at uh, again. I'm sorry, at at home against NDA. I will say this though. I mean, he did go against the Vikings last week, which nobody's playing yeah, well against the fair. Vikings. So uh, I wouldn't say it's not fair, but um, this will be a true test because the Colts secondary is terrible. Still, they're still, as Sean would say, poo poo. Um, so, you know, if Brock can't put up 240 with at least two touchdowns against the secondary, then he's going to drop into like below 25. But that, that's just my thoughts. Sean, who do you got in this game? I'll take Houston. This game, the next game, they both suck. Um, <laughs> either team could win this game. I actually think either team could lose this game. That, that might be more the appropriate way to frame it because I don't know that either team deserves to truly win a game. Mark's good Indy, so and with the parentheses, ugh. So uh, he does not feel very strong about that pick, and neither do I. Again, this is a coin flip game, and I think uh, looking back on it, the scheduling gods are pretty upset with themselves for thinking that this could be a marquee matchup that deserves Sunday Night Football. So I'm looking forward to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels talking about how great the quarterback play has been in Houston and Indianapolis. Uh, next game, final game, Monday Night Football. Again, a game that the schedule gods thought would be great, but... God, these two teams suck right now. The Jets are playing in Arizona. Carson Palmer's back from his concussion, but Eric Decker is out for the season with a torn rotator cuff. Uh, gentlemen, where do you see this game going? We'll start with you, Sean. Zona, I think it's a route. Um, Gruden finds ways to wax poetic, poetically about Carson Palmer, even though Carson Palmer, you guessed it, he sucks. <laughs> and anybody, Mark, who thought the Jets were going to be good, he's high <laughs> that's your weekly year high from our good friend here sean oh that's like his uh, third one yeah i was gonna say a lot of people are getting yeah high. but this is like the it's most damn near colorado or washington state that we're in these days like this is the true like the the sean you're high like award like you know you get the gruden grinder at the end of the game like this is the true you're high and that's for anybody who thought the jets would be good and i have to agree with that uh mark picked arizona as did i um Really don't have a ton to say about this. I think that Carson Palmer is going to turn it around. I think part of the issue was uh, John Brown, the first two games, really wasn't himself. In game four, Palmer obviously got concussed, missed game five, and now he's back for game six. So I expect to turn around now that the offense is in full effect. Um, but I am still have absolutely no faith in this team doing anything in the, in the West this year. Uh, Jerry, I'll let you close out this one. Who do you got? I got Arizona because, you know, David Johnson's been doing very good for the Arizona Cardinals in the run game. But I don't have much more to say about Carson Palmer. You know, we kind of overranked him a little bit preseason. He's, you know, he's been out with a concussion. He needs to bounce back in a big way. 
But the good thing is he's coming against the Jets, who I don't think are going to be playing at the top of the level. Um, they haven't really since about, what, week one, when they looked like they were kind of killers. But Eric Decker injuries a huge blow for them. So I'm going to go Well, Decker's Arizona. huge. And also, Revis, we talked about him last week. Yeah, just he's just not, not who Revis was. Yeah. He's not the same. And, um, yeah, and I think the other thing, too, where Arizona's struggling is, is their their defense isn't great. You know, we, we always thought of them as a top-five lockdown defense, but they've shown that they can be beat as well. So, overall, just not good gameplay by the Cardinals. Um, but, I, you know, I think they'll turn it around and – um, overall, I mean, we let's be real here. The, the whole NFL, the whole in the NFC just really has been a letdown for us this year. Um, but, you know, that was week five or week six, our picks. Um, tell us on Twitter how we did at Glory Podcast on Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on Dynasty Football Warehouse. And also uh, check us out on iTunes. Again, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Send us emails, negpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to keep in touch with our major league baseball and college football pod if you listen to them the mlb pod you can find that on our soundcloud stream uh their twitter handle is at neg pod mlb and then the college football is at neg pod cfb and of course i know sean's drinking some buckeye vodka tonight to get ready for the uh the mega pods he's got going on Just not only finished record- it. i gotta load up right before these next ones you, you, you called go. it so he's got the, uh, the 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 baseball pod coming on as well as the college football pod. Hopefully he's doing a little Red Bull and Buckeye vodka to make sure he's got uh, all the energy to, to bust out those hot sports takes tonight. So, so gentlemen, um, appreciate your time tonight. You have anything else in closing before we sign off? Just hopefully uh, Jerry loses every game so he falls out of the lead. That would be fantastic because I don't want to live in a world where Jerry Burris is better than me at anything. Hey, I, I, I was the one that beat him in fantasy, so... <laughs> Uh, just uh, hopefully you're wallowing in a cor- corner um, Jerry crying game style. I'm sorry. I was too busy counting my wins. Too busy counting my wins. I'm not talking. This isn't the fantasy started. pod. When did hey, this become hey, Luke, the fantasy Luke, football pod? I hope pod? you covered that he started Stefan Diggs. I hope you covered it. <laughs> and a tight end that didn't play either. Oh, yeah, man. the Virgil Green Stefan Diggs. That's on me. Okay. <laughs> There's a little mishap okay. of my uh, lineup start. All right, fellas, I, I know no better way to end this podcast than hearing about Jerry, Jerry Burris' training. I think we should end so. it right now. So with that, we are out. At, enjoy the football games this weekend, fellas, and we'll be back to talk with our picks next week. It's the music. <laughs> <laughs>